female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. G'day, bonjour, ni hao. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Man It Is, the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals, whether it's bitings, scratchings, blor- <laughs> maulings, maulings or clawings, we're here to talk about it. You'd think I'd have that um, opening fucking nailed by now, but it's only been 45 episodes. Anyway, uh, welcome back everybody uh, to part two of Beware the Dog. Uh, if you joined us last week, we uh, we started reading through a pretty interesting list, which is the list of all fatal dog attacks that have occurred in the United States since the year 2020. We read through every attack that occurred in the year 2020, and uh, we, we've decided that we're going to make this a three-part series, so today we will be looking at all the attacks that occurred in 2021 that ended in a fatality to a person. So as we discovered last week, a few things are in common with most of the deaths that were occurred that occurred. Um, the most common victims of attacks from dogs uh, that end in fatalities are, of course, infants uh, and babies and old people as well. I would say roughly half of the, probably more than half the list, uh, probably about 65% of the list was people who were over 65 years old and people who were under 10 years old. So uh, those are the people that are most at risk from a dog attack. Uh, oh, I nearly forgot something. Before we get into the main story of the day, we've got to talk about the grief of the week, everybody. Now, the grief of the week... The segment on the show where we talk about our grievances, people who have wronged us, things that are grinding our gears and pissing us off. And this week, uh, it's actually animal related. It's not always animal related. Last week, I think I had a grief with roller coasters, and the week before that, I had a grief with the sun. So, um, but today, yeah, my my grief of the week is that um, two dickheads uh, broke into a zoo in the U.S. and basically harassed the animals. They, they threw a bottle at a giraffe and they, they scared a little tiger. I think it was a, a zoo in New Hampshire. Um, but I could be wrong. Basically, these two... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swear here. I'm going to say the C word. Uh, so if you don't like that... No, I'm not going to say this. I'll bleep it. These... <laughs> said... Uh, they broke into a zoo and, yeah, harassed a bunch of animals. Um, they were arrested, at, well, not arrested, they were caught, I think they were arrested for breaking and entering. Um, they were caught because they, they're they the, the type of genius that uploaded um, evidence of their crime on social media. So, yeah, there's video of this attack. Um, I saw it on uh, TikTok, um, which is where I'm finding a lot of, you know, douchebags of the day, dumbasses of the day. Um, maybe that's what the segment should be called, dumbasses of the day. But anyway, they got... Uh, yeah, fined, I think, charged $750 uh, for, to the zoo for their trouble. Um, and yeah, I think they also face some sort of criminal penalty for, yeah, basically breaking into a zoo and harassing a giraffe. Who harasses a giraffe? Who has beef with giraffe? Like, giraffes are like, you know, I can understand someone fucking not liking a, like a crocodile because they're scary or whatever. Same with like a tiger or something. But a giraffe, like, giraffes don't hurt people. I mean, they're big. They're just big, goofy-looking guys. I don't know why you would, would why you would do that. 
Um, so I hope that those guys, you know what the, I've always thought like if you commit a crime, the best punishment is to have that crime committed to you. So if you're a murderer, you should be murdered. Theoretically, I'm not saying this is actually a good system. You know, if you're an arsonist, I should be allowed to burn your house down. So for these guys, I think, you know, they, they broke into a zoo. I think we need to break into their house and have a giraffe throw a bottle at them. I think that's fair. I think that's more than fair, actually. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's grief of the week. Grief over. That's the story. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck those guys. Assholes. Pieces of shit. Um, gonna be bleeping a lot of things in this episode, maybe. Um, okay, so back to our main story of the day. Yeah, Beware the Dog Part 2. Let's just jump into it. So just like last week, I'm going to read from the earliest fatality in 2021, which occurred uh, in January, all the way through to the most recent one that happened at the end of 2021. Um, we will stop if there are stories that we find you know, really interesting, um, and we'll see if we can find news articles or other sources just to get into a little bit of depth of that. Uh, as with last week, of course, and I kind of mentioned it in the introduction of this episode, um, you know, this episode will uh, inevitably talk about the death of children. Some people ask me to do like a little bit of a uh, content warning there, so I'm gonna. That's that's what this is. If you don't like listening to talk of children dying, um, or being attacked, yeah, like that's it's inevitable in this episode. Maybe go listen to another one. Although to be honest, so many of our stories end up like this, so it's kind of unavoidable. So if we're ready, let's jump into it. So our first attack occurred in Bronson, in South Carolina. The date was January 20th, and the victim's name was Cameron Hatfield. He was six years old when he was attacked by a pit bull. Hatfield was killed at home by the dog, which was later seized and euthanized by animal control authorities. The victim's mother had recently taken the dog in as a stray, and it was trying to find a new home for it. That's obviously really sad that it wasn't even their dog. They were just, like, trying to do the right thing and, you know, keeping it. If you can hear uh, cars in the background being really loud, I apologize. Um, I... I recently discovered I live next to a mental asylum, and that's the ambulance uh, come to take people away to the mental asylum. Okay, the next um, the next attack occurred uh, about 20 days later. Yeah, February 10th, roughly 20 days later, 20, February 10th, in Nebraska, in a county called Kearney. Um, we don't know the victim's name. Uh, unfortunately, she was one month old. Uh so yeah, one of the youngest people on this list, a month old. Um, an American bulldog was the culprit here, and I think that might be the first time on this entire list that the um, culprit has been uh, a bulldog, actually. So the victim died of blunt force and cranial trauma inflicted by the dog. The dog was later euthanized. Five days later, on the 15th of February in Porter, Texas, Dean Stevenson, or Stephenson, I think it's Stevenson, but it's spelled like Stephanson. Um, and Dean spelled weirdly with two N's. Uh, this was a 59-year-old man, and he was killed by a pack of four dogs, uh, a hound, a German shepherd, and a blackmouth cur, uh, with these three types of dogs there, but there were four dogs. Stevenson was killed while walking to the store when the dogs attacked her after... Oh, Dean. Maybe it's Diane. Dean? I don't know, uh, attacked her after escaping through an open gate from a landscaping company's fenced-in property. The dog's owner was cited for failure to provide proof of rabies vaccinations and for failing to contain them. Animal control authorities euthanized the dogs after the owner surrendered them. Yeah, so last week, like, the, basically the standard story is, um, f f like, if I had to boil down 
the average dog attack in, in, in this list, it's a old person or a young person attacked by a dog that was not kept securely in a property that was either a pet or a stray that had been like, you know, was being looked after by someone. Usually the dog's not like um, super acclimated to the family as well. And they attack someone, and then they uh, they get euthanized, and the owner typically gets charged with uh, yeah criminal criminal fines. Um, yeah, I'm gonna turn my phone on to silent. That was unprofessional of me. I'm gonna buy you all a case of beer for that. Okay. Um, now the next attack occurred nearly a month later, so we did go nearly a month uh, with that another attack. Unfortunately, um, in March 16th in uh, Cart. Carteret, Carteret, that sounds right, Carteret in New Jersey, uh, a man or boy named Aziz Ahmed, who was three years old, was attacked by two pit bulls. Ahmed and his mother were in their own fenced-in backyard when the dogs attacked them after digging under the fence from the adjoining yard. The boy was evacuated by helicopter and died of his injuries at a local hospital, while his mother was hospitalized with serious injuries. The dogs were shot and killed by police who responded to the incident. A couple days later, in Springfield, Illinois, uh, a boy named... Uh, this is a tricky one. This is um, March 19th. A one-year-old boy. Uh, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce this first name. It's, I've never seen it before. Um, I'm just going to spell it. It's A-apostrophe-M-Y-R-I-K-L. It's like A-Mercurial. Jolin Hull. It was a one-year-old. He was killed by a Pitbull uh, dash uh, Paddedale Terrier mix. So uh, the boy was bitten on the head... I'm so sorry, it's a girl. I'm sorry. Uh, she was bitten on the head um, when she got too close to the dog while it was eating and died at the hospital. Family members said the dog had no violent history with humans or with dogs. That's, an, that's a really sad one. I remember when I was a kid, we had, I grew up with a dog. Her name was Sasha, and she was super gentle. Um, like she, and like she never bit anyone ever. She never hurt anyone. Super, super gentle. And then when she passed away, we had another dog named Rosie. Again, super gentle. Um, but even as a, like a little kid... You know, my parents said, dude, like, when when an animal's eating, right? Like, it's it's focused on that. You can't fuck with the dog when it's eating because it will, you know, it it doesn't look at you like a family member anymore. It looks at you like a threat trying to take its food. Um, and I, like, really early learned that on. But, of course, this kid was one years old. Like, they didn't have a chance to learn that. So, yeah, it's, it's really sad. April 1st in, uh, <laughs> I think it's Cock County. Is it Cook County or Cock, or Cock County? I'm going to call it Cock County because it's kind of funnier. In Tennessee, uh, Tony Arens, who was 52 years old, was attacked by a pack of dogs. His body was found by the side of the road with lacerations and flesh missing from his arm. Authorities were unable to find the dogs that killed him. That's wild. Okay, that might be one of the first stories today that we're going to look uh, look at. Okay, um, okay, there is a link to a article here from a local news channel. So we're going to see if we can find anything here. Uh... Oh, interesting. Okay, so apparently the attack I just read read you about um, was one of two attacks that had occurred recently. So I'm, I'm just going to read the article. Two people died after separate attacks by dogs or other animals along Jimtown Road in Cock County, prompting authorities to warn travelers to use caution in the area as the investigation continues. The first attack happened on April 1st and resulted in the death of Tony Irons, 52. That's the person we just talked about. According to the report, an official responded to Jimtown Road uh, when he found an unresponsive man identified as Irons on the side of the road. The report described Irons as uh, heavily injured. The male had lacerations across his entire body and flesh missing from his arm, the report said. 
A second victim, 29-year-old Amber Miller, was attacked on July 12th. According to the reports, officials were told, witness, told by witnesses that Miller was found at 522 Jimtown Road asking for help. Three dogs were spotted around Miller, licking the wounds where she'd been attacked, the report said. Witnesses were able to take Miller to the hospital, where medical staff described her injuries as severe, noting her calf was ripped off and her arms were barely attached to her body, the report said. Yikes. I'll leave it there, but yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that's brutal, man. Okay, uh, we might come up... Uh, I think Miller might be later on this list if she died. If she didn't, obviously she won't be. Um, so 26 days later, after the attack of Tony Aarons across the country in North Carolina... Actually, you know, I shouldn't say across the country. I don't know the geography of the states that well. Is, is Tennessee near North Carolina? I, could, I honestly couldn't tell you. Anyway, in North Carolina, in a uh, city or a town called Ghana which is in Wake County, I'm reading, uh, a seven-year-old named Jaden Bell Henderson died after being attacked by two pit bulls. Um, Heather Travakis and her daughter, Jaden Bell Henderson, were taking care of the pit bulls while the dog's owners were out of town. The dogs were seized by animal control authorities and euthanized after a court ruled the city did not have to return the dogs to their owners. Yeah, that's sad. April 30th, only three days later... Across the country again in Fort Worth, Texas. I've heard of Fort Worth before. Where is Fort Worth? It's the fifth largest city in Texas. I've learned something. Aliyah Brown, who is a four-year-old, she was attacked by a mixed breed dog. Brown was killed in a home's backyard by the family dog. The dog was seized and euthanized by animal control authorities. It is it is honestly so fucking devastating to hear when it's the pet of the family. A lot of times these animals, they're not super acclimated to the family they're they're, you know like one of those stories earlier uh recently brought into the family or it was a stray that was recently brought in the family and they're trying to find a new home for it it was like picked up from the pound and it would only been there for a week or two and they attack someone you got to be really careful with these animals um it would obviously be much more i mean a dead kid's a dead kid you know honestly you're going to feel horrible either way but if you had the pet for 20 years and it suddenly turned around and did this i would imagine that would be worse um but at that point it's like everything everything sucks already it doesn't really i guess it doesn't really matter at that point does it um on may 7th so we're out of we're out of april we're into may in a this can't be a sulfur there is a city in louisiana called sulfur Crazy. Okay, sulfur in Louisiana. Sounds stinky. 27-year-old Dustin Vincent was killed by three pit bulls. Um, Vincent was attacked when he went to visit a relative and he entered the backyard where the dogs were, despite being warned by the property owners not to do so. He suffered severe wounds to his head, face, and legs and was in a critical condition after being airlifted to hospital. Uh, He died from his injuries on May 11th. Uh, Yeah, so we we never victim blame on this show, obviously. Um... But we do point out when there has been a, a fault that has occurred uh, that has led to a death. You know, victim blaming is not not helpful, but it does. In this instance, um, at the very least, it doesn't seem like total negligence from the owners of the dogs. Um, you know, by warning him not to go through the back. You know, it it doesn't really matter when someone dies, but it, I feel like it's worth mentioning and and, and noting there. Um, on two days later, in Whitehall, Montana, Elliot Sherwin—he's a four-year-old—he uh, died from an attack of two Rottweilers. Sherwin was declared dead at the scene after two dogs attacked him at his grandparents' house. Both dogs were euthanized. On May 10th, wow, not even a day later, in Norwich, Connecticut, Carter uh, settles. Carla settles. 
Carter Settles, I'm sorry, a one-month-old. I hate the one-month-old. Pitbull Mix was the uh, dog that did the attack. Settles was being held by a relative when the dog jumped up and inflicted multiple traumatic injuries. The boy was pronounced dead at the scene and the dog was seized by law enforcement authorities who announced it would be euthanized. That's fucking devastating. Wow. The dog leapt up into the arms of a relative. That's crazy, man. Jesus. Um, yeah. I, oh, wow. We have in May, look, we have a streak in May. May 7th, May 9th, May 10th, and now on May 11th uh, in Big Spring in Texas. I wonder if there's a Big Spring in Big Spring. Um, John Henry. He wasn't a child, thank goodness. Uh, he was 40, 46 years old, and he was killed by a Mix. One thing I want to mention, is, and I mentioned this last week as well, is even though the majority of these deaths are young children or elderly people, um, physically capable, healthy 20, 30, 40-year-olds can also be attacked and killed by dogs. I mentioned in the last episode, you know, I like to think if I was attacked by a dog, I'm a pretty big guy and I feel like I'm pretty, I can handle myself, um, that I would be able to win some sort of fight with a dog. You can't. I mean, you can, but it's, these animals are so vicious when they go into attack mode uh, and they're so fast, man, and they can rip you to pieces. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to survive these kind of things, and and this forty six year old didn't. Even though I assume they were, a, um, oh god, no! I should, you know what? I should have read the story before I started going off that tangent. Henry died after suffering a heart attack that investigators attributed to being attacked by the dog. Oh, okay, I I misread that. I thought it was like he had a heart attack and he <laughs> passed out, and the dogs ate him or something. That's awful. Um, no, he, he suffered a t- heart attack uh, while being attacked by the dogs, which is crazy, uh, which also attacked one of two neighbors who tried to drive it off. The dog was eventually frightened away by police gunfire, and its owner later surrendered the dog to animal control for euthanasia. Ugh, yikes. Um, I will mention, we're not even halfway through the year this the, the, the year on this list. Um, I feel like there are more deaths in 2021 and 2022 than there were in 2020. And I, my theory is that COVID played plays into that a little bit, you know, um, uh, obviously with COVID, I like see, I don't know if it even makes sense. My theory was obviously with COVID, we're not going out as much. We're staying home. We're not fraternizing. There's, there's less chance of running into a pit bull or a dog, but so many of these attacks happen in their home with dogs that are familiar to you. So I don't even know if that is a good theory. Maybe there's another reason. I don't know. If I were to guess why there's less attacks in 2020, I would say COVID. I would say lockdowns are probably part of it. But yeah, I mean, maybe not. Who knows? If you have a better suggestion, let me know. Um, on May 16th in Fort Defiance, Arizona. That is a fucking great name, dude. Fort Defiance. That's kick-ass. Where is that? Sorry. I'm, I just like, I love the place names in America. you got great place names. We've got place names like Woolamaloo, which is like, I guess is a beautiful indigenous Australian name, but it, can we be real? It sounds a little silly in English. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Apache country in Arizona. It is also located within the, the Navajo nation. Yeah. Cool. Man. American place names are cool. I love it. Um, if you live in America and you're listening and you live in a town with a cool place name, let me know because I, I want to be friends with you. Um, back to the sadness. This 13-year-old uh, person died. Her name was uh, Lisa Rose Upshaw. And she was killed by a pack of dogs. Um, Upshaw was killed while she was walking near her home, which lies within the Navajo Nation. 
Family members searching for her were also attacked by dogs, as were police responding to the call that her body was found, according to Upshaw's mother. Animal control authorities seized 12 dogs found in a locked building near the location where her body was found as evidence. That is 12... Oh, my God. I've got to to follow this one up and read an article here. I don't know if this means she was attacked by 12 dogs, but... Being attacked by a pack of 12 dogs, that is, that's horrifying, man. Oh, fuck. She's such a cute kid, too. There's a photo of her here. She's, she's beautiful. That's, it's so sad. Um, this is quite a long article. I'm going to see if there's anything worth, worth, um, worth reading out. It's not even a news article. It's kind of like a, uh, well, it is, it's from the Navajo Times, but it's written kind of more like a, like a blog post. Um, yeah. I'm not going to read this. Uh, you you can look this up if if you're interested. Um, and yeah, uh, it's sad. It's it's different when you see a photo of the people. Honestly, it's brutal. Um, okay, so in May 24th in New Mexico, I do know New Mexico and Arizona are close. So just popping over to Veguta, New Mexico. Jose Ortega. Uh, 53 years old. He was killed by four pit bull mixes. Ortega was killed at the house where he was being paid to water the outdoor plants. A deputy sheriff shot one of the four dogs. Animal control authority seized and euthanized all the dogs found at the scene, including six, oh God, including six pit bull mix puppies that were found to be too aggressive to be adopted. That's fucking sad. The dog's owner was charged with felony possession from a dangerous dog uh, that caused the death of a human being without provocation, felony tampering with evidence, and a misdemeanor count of failing to report a death. Um, this is so sad. This episode is so goddamn sad. I'm going to have to come up with some funny jokes later on to pep you up. Uh, May 25th. We are still not even halfway through the year, guys. We need to pick this up. How long? This is going to be a long episode, man. Okay. Um, in Willow Spring, North Carolina, Malia Scott Winbury, a 10-month-old, was killed by two Rottweilers. The family dogs attacked Winbury inside her home after her father walked outside the house to move a water sprinkler in the yard. Animal control authorities took control of the dogs. Yeah, the the, the dogs always get put down. and We've discussed it. It's just what happens. I'm sorry. June 9th, Elizabeth... Uh, from New- oh sorry her name we don't have a name of this person that uh, it occurred in Elizabeth in New Jersey um, the undisclosed male was three years old the family dogs killed the boy after he fell out of a window into the backyard animal control authorities seized and euthanized the dogs they, it was two pit bulls there um, okay this next one has a little more information uh, the next attack occurred in Marion County in South Carolina um, the victim's name was Shamar Jackson he was sadly seven years old he died on June um, 13th and was attacked by a pack of mixed breed dogs. Uh, Jackson was killed while trying to save his chihuahua from a pack of dogs that had escaped from their owner's property. Jackson's two older brothers escaped with the chihuahua over a nearby fence, but the dogs pulled down and killed Shamar when he was unable to climb the fence. Law enforcement authorities seized the five adult dogs and a puppy from the dog owner's property and the owner was charged with involuntary manslaughter. On June 20, uh, sorry, June 19th in uh, Sayatook, Oklahoma, Rebecca McCurdy died from a dog attack. It was a pit bull. Uh, there may have been more than one pit bull. She was 28 years old at the time of her death. McCurdy was killed while house-sitting and taking care of dogs for a friend who was breeding pit bulls for sale. Sheriff's deputies who arrived to check on McCurdy's welfare found her body in the garage along with several caged dogs. One cage toppled over and signs of a dog attack. 
The medical examiner confirmed she was killed by a dog attack and the owner surrendered all the dogs for euthanasia. It's very, I keep repeating it. It is very sad um, when your, your dogs get put down, especially since it was just maybe one dog that did it and the rest of them have to die for it as well. But I mean, it happens for a reason. We, um, Last week, there was a story about a dog or multiple dogs that had had behavioral issues that had nipped people, bitten people, attacked people, and they hadn't been reported, and then they go on to kill uh, people later on. So there is a reason that this happens, as sad as it is. Um, a next attack happens in Arizona again, in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix is the capital of Arizona, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, the capital and most populated state. I had a guy I knew. I met a guy named uh, Khalid. Khalid? Khalid, um, from Arizona, from Phoenix, I think. I met him about 10 years ago in Sydney. He's a legend. I wonder if he's out there still. I wonder if he's still listening. He's a good guy. Anyway, um, this is one of the cases of an older person being killed. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the date. It was July 6th. Her name was Maria Eliza Sebastian Ruiz. She was 77 years old, and she was killed by four Staffordshire Terrier mixes. Ruiz was killed on her own front porch by her neighbor's dog after they escaped from the yard. Animal control authorities seized and euthanized the dogs, which had a history of escaping and biting neighbors, and their owner was, was charged with negligent homicide. Yeah, what did I just say? There's a reason we do this. Um, wow, another one from uh, Cock County. Amber Miller. Oh, no, that's we talked about this uh, earlier on when I read that news article. Amber Miller. She did die, it turns out. Um, Miller died in a hospital six days after being found... Yikes. Okay, yes. Miller died in a hospital six days after being found with one of her calves ripped off and her arms barely attached to her body. This was the second fatal dog attack that occurred on the road in four months. Tony Aaron's on April 1st was the other one that we mentioned. Um, she died, sorry, on the 12th of July. She was 22 and she died from an attack from three dogs. Um, on July 18th in El Paso, Texas, an undisclosed female who was 59 years old died. She was uh, killed by her daughter's dog while house-sitting at her daughter's house. Both of the dogs had food and water available and it appeared to be well cared for. The dogs were seized by animal control. Uh, on July 18th, the same day as uh, the undisclosed female in Texas died, Emily Carl, or Cal, Carl was 31 years old. She died in Toledo, Ohio. Carl was killed by the bite trauma to the neck of Sorry, Carl was killed by bite trauma to the neck inflicted by a dog, which was owned by another person who lived in the home. Animal control seized and euthanized the dog. I'm going to, you know what? Unless from, from now on, unless the dogs escape or are not euthanized, or whatever, I'm not going to mention it. Assume every single one of these stories, the dogs are surrendered and euthanized because it's just, it's every single one. Okay. Uh, in Miller Township in Perry County in Pennsylvania, Rhonda Marie Wagner uh, was 60 years old. 60 years old. She died uh, on July 28th. She was attacked by three pit bulls. Wagner was killed and partially eaten by the dogs while she was pet sitting for them uh, for a roommate. A passerby called police when they saw her lying in her front yard with the three dogs running loose. I, I nearly read the same bullshit about them being captured and euthanized. Yeah, uh, but it was with the owner's consent. August 10th, we are getting through the year, in Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York, and I think this is the first New York of the year, um, Ryan Francis Foster, a 19-month-year-old, uh, she was killed by a Rottweiler. Um, the dog killed Foster after his father left him and two older brothers alone with the dog at his parents' apartment while his parents were out of the country. Foster's brothers were uninjured. 
His father was charged with manslaughter, criminal negligent homicide, and acting in a manner injurious to a child. Yeah, I got to say that 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 is fair. We're back to Toledo in Ohio, only after a few weeks, it looks like. Um, on August, yeah, about less than a month later, on August 12th, Jason, uh, sorry, Javon Stokes, it was a 26-year-old, was killed in that same town. Um, the dog killed Stokes when he suffered a grand mal seizure. The dog was taken by animal control. That's uh, that's like the guy who had a heart attack. Um, we have one in Hawaii now as well. April 14th in Hawaiian Paradise Park in Hawaii. Dolores Teresa Oskins, who was 85 years old. That would probably be the oldest person on the list, for, at least for this year. Um, dogs attacked Oskins while she was in her neighborhood looking for her lost dogs. She died 22 days after being attacked. Her husband and other family members who went out to help her were also attacked, but they were treated and released. Uh, in Wilkes County, North Carolina, Mildred Catherine Vaughn, who was 89 years old. Wow, she, she just took the crown for oldest victim. Um, died. Uh, she was attacked by a pit bull and a pit bull mix. The dogs attacked Vaughn when she walked out to her mailbox. She was airlifted to the hospital in critical condition and died of her injuries nine days later. Animal control authorities seized and euthanized the dogs, a female and her two offspring that were not yet adult dogs. Um, that was on the 21st of August. Uh, a few weeks later, on September 14th, in Lebanon, Indiana, Loretta May Moore, 84 years old, was killed by a pack of five dogs, including a pit bull, two huskies, and two unspecified dogs. Moore's adult son found her body when he returned home from work. That's a fucking terrible way to end your day. Moore was partially dismembered, and an autopsy found that she'd been killed by the dogs. Police found blood on the mouths of all the dogs and found a broomstick that was broken to bits and covered in blood. Moore's son owned four of the dogs. The fifth was a pit bull that he was fostering on behalf of a pit bull rescue group. Authorities seized all the dogs but returned them at the owner's request because local laws and ordinances did not allow them to euthanize the dogs without owner's consent if the dogs were killed on, some, on the owner's property. Wow, that is a weird law. That's a weird law in Indiana. So if you have a dog in Indiana and it kills your kid in your house, but you don't want the dog put down, it doesn't get put down. I'm not coming down on either side of that argument. I'm just saying it's weird. Uh, back into, oh no, sorry, not Arizona, Alabama. I, I saw Fen Phoenix City, Phoenix City, and I thought it was Arizona. Phoenix City, I think it is. Um, in Alabama on September 22nd, Frank Cobb, a 60-year-old, was killed by a pit bull. Thanks, City... Sorry, Phoenix City Police responded to a dog attack at 2 a.m. and found Cobb suffering from wounds. Cobb was taken to the local hospital and then to a regional hospital where doctors tried to re oh fuck, doctors tried to reattach his limbs, but he died of his injuries. The suspected dog was found dead and sent to a lab for testing. Man, that is I know the, I know this story is going like a lot over time. Like we've already been going for like half an hour, but I um. I'm I'm curious about this. This this is a yeah, it's wild. Okay, we have two articles uh, as as references here: WRBL and WTVM. I don't know which one of those is more reputable. Uh, they were both published on the same day. Let's just go with um go with this one. Okay, so we're gonna read this news article. I, his arms had to be reattached. They tried to reattach the limbs, theoretically meaning his limbs were lipped off. I, I assume that's what that means. So. Jesus. Okay. Um, let's read this article and see if it gives us any more. Um, actually, it looks like there's a there's a video. Let's see if we can listen to the uh, audio of this news report. A 
Mini City man is dead from a dog attack. This as passersby rush to try and rescue the man. Police say they found 17-year-old Frank Cobb suffering from a severe injury to his left arm on 17th Avenue near First Tabernacle Church. After being treated at Piedmont Columbus Regional Hospital, the victim was transferred again and died at an Atlanta hospital from his injuries. We talked to a man who says he tried to save Mr. Cobb during the attack. Oh, I walked back from the big cat, man. I, um, I heard somebody saying, help, it was a dog. But I seen some dogs that I couldn't see them because they was barking, you know, and they, and they black. So I went and tried to help Ray. It was blood everywhere. Like, I was devastated. I'm talking about flabbergasted. But, um, but besides the point, I tried to help Red, right? So I grabbed the dog by his neck and by his nose, and I took out running down the street so he could chase me. But he had already seen blood. Well, police later found a dog on U.S. Highway 431 South matching the description of that dog that attacked the victim. Police say the dog was hit and killed by a vehicle. Lab testing efforts on the dog are currently underway. Yeah, right. So, pretty. Oh God, I just hit the mic. Pretty wild. Um, let's let's read. There might be some more information in the actual report. Um, so yeah, Cobb was taken to Piedmont Columbus Regional. However, his wounds were so severe he had to be transported to Grady Memorial Hospital where he died from his injuries. Um, I want to know more about the arms, like the, the limbs being. Re it doesn't seem to have it. Yeah, okay. There's not much more information in here uh, apart that we didn't hear in that um, report. So we'll just we'll just move on. Um, okay, so September 24th, which is which is only two days later from Frank Cobb's death in Myrtle Point, Oregon. And I think Oregon has not been on this list at all, including last week. I don't remember that. Um, Amber Dawn LaBelle, who was 42 years old, a Pitbull American Bulldog mix attacked her. Um, the 120-pound uh, dog. That's I don't know pounds because I'm not an idiot. Sorry, Americans, but, you know, metric. Come on, catch up. Uh, that's a big dog, I assume. Attacked LaBelle when she opened a door to a room in her apartment where the dog had been constrained. LaBelle had been watching the dog for a friend who had closed uh, the... Sorry. Uh, watching a, Sorry, watching the dog for its owner while the owner was out of town. LaBelle was flown to a regional hospital where she died of her injuries the next day. Police shot and killed the dog when it lunged at them as they arrived. That's fucking brutal. My God. Okay. Um... A few days, a week later, October 3rd, we are getting through the year, guys, in Akron, Ohio, another 16-month-year-old uh, baby, I guess, died. Uh, their name was Cavey Lewis Calderon. Um, one or two dogs became agitated and attacked the victim while her uncle was standing at the front door having an argument with the woman, with a woman. One of the dogs had broken through the front door and attacked a mail carrier four months earlier. See, that's, yeah, this is what we say. You have to report when your fucking animals attack people. And when they do, they, there needs to be some sort of consequence, I'm afraid. I, I, I think the more I read these stories, the more I'm coming down on the side of, like, it's sad, it's devastating, I know you love the dog, I love the dog too, it bit a fucking dude's neck off. So we have to do something. You can't just, it can't just be allowed to happen again. Um, maybe we need a, a strike system, but, you know, once the dog attacks someone, it has to, it can only ever be inside, it, you know, or it has to wear a muzzle. I don't know the answer, um, but this, it's crazy. It's so bad. On October 18th, in Matthews, Indiana, a 69-year-old named Kathleen Bertram was was killed. The dog bit down on Bertram's throat after she fell out of a chair while holding her three-year-old granddaughter. 
Family members pulled the dog away and called rescue personnel who found uh, Bertram bleeding from both sides of her neck and administered CPR, but they declared Bertram dead at the scene. Uh, One day later, on October 19th, in Kodak, Tennessee, Bentley Parker, who was a seven-month-year-old, was attacked by St. Bernard. The victim's family was visiting his grandmother uh, when the family dog killed him and attacked his grandmother, who was trying to defend him. The dog was killed by law enforcement authorities when it acted aggressively towards rescue personnel responding to the incident. Another day, look, another streak here. We've got 18th, 19th, and now the 20th of October in Creek County, Oklahoma. A seven-year-old boy named James McNeils was killed by a, what's this, a Sheltie Corgi mix. That's the first time we've had that on the list for sure. The victim's body was found in his own backyard, and the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife and Conservation determined that he'd been attacked by a dog, which was seized by animal control authorities. The family had taken the dog in three weeks earlier as a stray. The, the same things keep popping up, guys. Uh, ten, on the 10th of November, an undisclosed male who was... Oh, fuck. <sighs> guys, this, this, uh, this is a sad one. Um, yeah, this, we don't have a name, uh, because this is an eight day old baby, eight days. And I I don't know. This is just conjecture. I would assume it didn't have a name, uh, because, uh, he hadn't been alive long enough to have a name. That's wild. Um, I'm getting weirdly emotional about this one. I'm sorry. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> in Kenley, North Carolina, a pit bull attacked this eight-day-year-old baby. The victim's family had taken in the dog as a stray a few days before the attack. Animal control authorities seized the dog and announced it would be euthanized. That's uh, There's nothing to say there. That's just brutal. And and the family is just trying to be good Samaritans, right? Like, that. that's... They've been punished for trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let's let's move on. That one was too sad. That was almost too sad for this podcast. All-time low. <laughs> the, the vibe is at an all-time low now, guys. Okay. Um, November 19th in Houston, Texas, Tiffany L. Frangigone, Frangigone, I don't know how to pronounce that, Uh, 48 years old, was killed. The victim was found in her backyard with puncture wounds in her neck. Police believe she'd released her dogs into the backyard. The dogs began fighting through a fence with the neighbor's dogs, and her dogs killed her when she tried to intervene. The victim's husband turned the dogs over to animal control authorities for euthanasia, and the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science later ruled her death was accidental due to blunt force trauma of the neck with penetrating injuries and mechanical asphyxiation. Uh, Three days later, November 22nd, in Mesilla Park, New Mexico, Avery Colin Jackson Dunphy, a six-year-old boy, uh, died. A pack of six dogs attacked. These dogs include Border Collie mixes and and uh, Shepherd mixes. The victim was killed at his grandfather's home when he walked into a dog pen containing six dogs, including a female and her two adolescent offspring, which the grandfather was fostering on behalf of the local municipal pound, the Animal Services Centre of the Masila Valley. In a police report, uh, Dona Ana County Animal Control uh, described the dogs as Shepherd mixes and Border Collie mixes. 
Wow, we've um, we've gone into December now, guys. So there's only five more attacks. Five attacks that occurred in December, um, ranging from December 6th through to December 30th. Um, we are nearly de- we're nearly there, guys. Hang in there, please. Don't start crying. December 6th, Franklin County, Missouri. Lean, uh, lean, L E A double N. I'm just gonna say that's lean. Lean Gratzer, uh, 61 year old, died from an attack from a pit bull or two pit bulls and a mixed breed. The victim's body was found in the yard outside the home of her adult daughter, which was next to the victim's home. The daughter and her roommate owned all of the dogs involved, which were euthanized by a local veterinarian with an owner's agreement. On December 12th, Lame Deer, Montana was the location, and the name of the victim was Duke Little Whirlwind. What? Duke Little Whirlwind. Is that like a Native American name or something? Duke Little Whirlwind. I don't know. I liked it. Um, the victim was 58 years old. The dogs killed the victim while he was walking his bicycle to his brother's house. The dogs were shot and killed by their owners the next day after law enforcement authorities declined to take action. Wait, what? The dogs were shot and killed? That's... So the authorities refused to take action on the dogs, and so the owner was forced to kill their own dog. I mean, that's brutal. I have to say, like... I don't know the the lead up to this attack. I don't know if they were not properly enclosed or, or whatever. Um, assuming the owners had no negligence there, I've got to say that I'm all, I like these guys. I mean, I, they had to kill the. It's obviously sad. I'm not saying it's great, but they took it into their own hands. You know, they recognized that the dogs had to be put down, and if the state wasn't going to do it for them, that they would they would take care of it. I, I that obviously is a heartbreaking thing to do. So. Um, yeah, I, I think credit where it's due. I think that's probably the right thing to do. Um, three more, guys. December 16th in Bola, Wisconsin. A woman named Heather Pring, Pring, Pingle. I'm so sorry. Heather Pingle, 35 years old, was killed by a pit bull. The victim was killed by the family pet dog. That's to be expected. The victim was protecting her son, who was being attacked by the dog when the dog turned on her. So she died as a hero. Damn. On December 28th, uh, on in Lo, uh, I don't know. How, I think this is La Puente. That sounds right, La Puente, California. Karen, uh, Karen, Jusila Rosa Madrid uh, was killed by a cane corzo. Four of them. Uh, we haven't heard that breed on this list before, so let me just read. The cane corzo is an Italian breed of mastiff. Oh, the mastiffs are huge. They're usually kept as a companion dog or guard dog. It was also used to protect livestock. In the past, it was used for hunting large game and also to, uh, to herd cattle. Uh, yeah, uh, the 26-year-old was killed by four of those dogs. The victim was killed by her sister's family dog in her sister's home where she was living with her six-year-old son. The victim had forgotten her house keys and returned home to get them, and the dogs attacked her when she climbed in a window. The four dogs were seized by animal control authorities and euthanized. Jesus. Last one, guys. The final attack of the 2021 year. Uh, it occurred two days before the year ended on December 30th in Chicago, Illinois. Um, we don't know the victim's name, but he was a male and he was 34 years old. He died from an attack from a pit bull and an American bully. And the American bully I hasn't come up on our thing, but the American bully is a modern breed of dog that was developed as a companion dog and uh, recognized as a breed in 2004. So it's a, it's a new breed. That's interesting. The victim was found by police in the living room of a home. The victim had visible bite marks, and an autopsy determined the man died of multiple injuries from a dog mauling. Yeah. So, guys, uh, look, obviously, a, a really sad um, list 
to, to, to go through. A lot of um, children, a lot of old people, all of these people didn't deserve to go the way they went. Um, and, you know, thoughts go with their families. Please remember... This isn't a list. This isn't like the Yellowstone National Park stories that occurred a hundred years ago. Okay, these are people who died within the last twenty-four months, right? Um, so he, the victims' families are going to be still mourning, um, and I would just like to say, like in the in the off 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 chance that any of them ever listen to this, um, yeah, I, I'm obviously very sorry that this has happened. Um, yeah, and and I guess I, I would just want to clarify any any I hope nothing I've said has become has become off as flippant. Um, I'm just kind of reading off the cuff, and a, a lot of these stories, honestly, they kind of blow me away uh, in how brutal they are and how sad they are. So um, yeah, I they're my genuine reactions, but I hope I haven't come off as flippant. Um, and forgive me if they have. Uh, and yeah, obviously thoughts go to all those victims and their families, and they would still be grieving. So uh, yeah, we we hope that um, yeah. Hope that they're doing okay after all that. Uh, Guys, we are going to take a break now. We will hear some messages perhaps, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just listen to a nice bit of music and we'll be back uh, with with the rest of the episode. Yay. Ads. I'd love an ad. Pringles. Sponsor me. Not just because that other lady's name was Pingle and it made me think of Pringles. Yeah, I'm thinking of Pringles now. God, I'm easy to market to. And we are back, guys. You know what time it is. It is time for the Scratch of the Day. So, of course, with our Scratch of the Day segment, we look at news articles uh, about animal attacks or anything to do with animals, really, uh, and we read those. I'll remind you, we read these live. I've never read these articles before. Our first one today um, was actually sent to me uh, from a friend of the program, Sean, on Instagram. And remember, you can always send me um, ideas or uh, links to articles and stuff like that. Uh, They sent me a link to a Daily Mail (laughs) article. and the Daily, and we both agree, the Daily Mail kind of sucks donkey balls. Um, But the ABC does not. The ABC in Australia is quite a good institution. and they reported on it too, so we're going to read what they reported about. So, um, oh wait, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've gotten um, I've gotten this wrong. ABC didn't report on this. Um, the but it was an Australian uh, group that did do that. So anyway, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. But I, I just remembered from last week, our first scratch of the day, um, or one of the ones we were going to do, we didn't do because we found another one <laughs> spontaneously. So I'm going to read the article we were going to read last week um, for one of the scratch of the days from last week. So. The title reads, and it is from ABC News, Bite Club, not only for shark attack survivors, as Australian mauled by a lion finds support. That's a very confusing um, headline. Shay Hambling, who wrote this, just so you know, your headline's kind of confusing, but let's see what we find. Okay, so Richard Field was only 25 years old when he thought he was going to be killed by a lion. It was April 1999, and the Australian was working as a safari guide in Botswana, Southern Africa. Driving an open vehicle with clients in the back, he came across some super fresh tracks of a lioness and her cubs. When he lost sight of the tracks, he left the vehicle to try and find them. I saw one of the little cub tracks and knelt down because I had never seen cub tracks that small, he said. I heard rustling in the bush and looked up and there was a lioness and she was coming at me at full pace. Mr. Field found himself pinned to the ground with a lion on top of him. He tried to fight the lioness off with his bare hands, but said it was useless. She bit down on the back of my head, and I started tasting blood, Mr. Field said. 
It was then I knew for certain I was going to die. But the lioness suddenly released him. His safari group had come to the rescue, with one of his clients getting behind the wheel and driving at the lioness, chasing her off. They effectively saved my life, Mr. Field said. It's a cool story. Mr. Field sent... Mr. Field spent six weeks in hospital. It took him a year to return to the bush and start guiding again, but the emotional recovery took much longer. For 15 years, I didn't talk about it at all, Mr. Field said. I eventually realized I couldn't get away with hiding my story. It was always going to be there. Mr. Field said it was hard to find people who understood his situation as he tried to recover from the traumatic experience. Some 23 years after the attack, however, he came across a group called Bite Club or reading a story about a shark attack survivor returning to the water. I thought, I've been bitten on the head, so I reckon they might let me in as well, Mr. Fields said. Mr. Fields sent a Facebook message in 2021 asking if he could join. He received a response from co-founder Dave Pearson saying he could only join the bike he could not only join the bike club, but they had other lion attack survivors as well. I didn't think there would be anyone else who'd been attacked by a lion, Mr. Field said. It's been, an amazing, it's been amazing to be a part of such a caring and supportive group of people. Dave Pearson was bitten by a shark while surfing off the coast of New South Wales in 2011. He found talking with other shark attack survivors helped his recovery. So in 2013, officially he formed Bike Club with fellow survivor Glenn Falkard. The group was originally for shark attack survivors, but soon opened its doors to other animal attack survivors as well. It now has more than 400 members from around the world, including people attacked by hippopotamuses, crocodiles, bear, and even wolves. Any attack, they're very similar. Mr. Uh, any animal attack, they're very similar, Mr. Pearson says. When you realize you're going to be part of the food chain, it's a tough thing for a human to get. Mr. Pearson says the first rule of Bite Club is we talk about our experience. There's such a deep understanding among members, he said. A connection that you don't need words for. Mr. Field said he struggled alone for a long time after the lion attack. There was no bike club back then, he said. It would have helped me a lot. Joining the club has helped him understand and accept life-changing moments. He says, It sort of transformed me in many ways, positively, since I've made the decision to embrace it rather than run from it. I certainly suggest people get help and they talk through how they're feeling and what they're experiencing. That's a great story. I can't believe we nearly didn't cover that. That's an incredible story. That bike club group, you know, I'm going to have to look into that. I wonder if there'd be any people there who'd be willing to um, hop on the potty and have a talk with me because that's that, I'm sure there's some amazing stories, stories there. Okay. Well, let's move on. Our next story. Uh, oh, this one's pretty brutal. Great white shark decapitates diver in first fatal attack of 2023, report reveals. A 5.7 meter, and by the way, those of you who don't know the metric system very well, 5.7 meters for a shark is fucking huge. It's like, that's like just under the length of a bus, I think. That's, that's crazy. A 5.7 meter great white shark decapitated a diver earlier this month, reporting, reportedly making the first fatal attack of the year. A five point, uh, a 5.7-meter great white shark decapitated a diver earlier this month as he harvested shellfish off the coast of Mexico. The horrific tragedy occurred on the 5th of January, while Manuel Lopez, 53 years old, was gathering axe tripe, a type of mollusk, off Benito Juarez in Sorona, off the west coast of Mexico. According to the New York Post, he said he was, uh, sorry, according to the New York Post, he was said to have been diving from the town of uh, Paradron, Colorado, to the ocean floor without an oxygen tank to nab the critters, which typically reside at depths of 10 to 18 meters. 
Mr. Lopez's shell fishing expedition was cut short when the shark bit his oh god when the shark bit his head clean off, according to tracking sharks. He was diving when the animal attacked him. Impressive. I don't know if that's the right word I'd use. Impressively ripping off his head and biting both shoulders. Eyewitness Jose Bernal told the outlet. The attack follows an increase in local shark sightings that have been that have area fishermen on high alert. Local divers have been warned about the presence of sharks in the area, and most had not been out for several days, said Mr. Brunel. However, Mr. Lopez, who was reportedly in need of money, saw an opportunity to make a killing. Stop wording it this badly. A killing due to the shellfish shortage. Seriously, don't word it like that. He allegedly decided to ignore the warnings and embark on what would be his final fishing trip. It's unclear what prompted the apex predator to attack, but the shark could have been attracted to the turbulence and sound generated by Mr. Lopez while it was harvesting mollusks tracking sharks reported. Humans are often mistaken for seals when wearing wetsuits, which can prompt sharks to take experimental bites. And while the creatures generally move on after realizing the victim isn't their preferred prey, this explanatory nibble, exp, sorry, exploratory nibble can prove catastrophic due to the shark's rows of serrated, meat-shredding teeth. Divers are more likely to be mistaken for seals come December and January when great white sharks are most prevalent in the Gulf of California, tracking sharks noted. Pregnant sharks are said to be searching for fat-filled sea lions at that time. This story is going to come in uh, very, you know, it's going to be very relevant to our uh, trivia question at the end of the episode. That is uh, that is brutal. His head was bitten off. This rider needs a little, a little bit more tact, though. Uh, or No, not the rider, sorry. The... the, the <laughs> Maybe it's just because it was translated from Spanish, I'm, I'm thinking. But yeah, to say he was head, his head was ripped off impressively, uh, I just I think that's a poor choice of words. Yeah, fucking hell, that is wild. Okay, um, we are looking... And Sorry, I want to go back and just say, that was the story that Sean from Instagram um, sent me. So thank you, Sean. And yes, if you have any other stories you like, you can send me as well. This next one, it's from an Indian news website. Now, you guys know how I feel about Indian news websites. Great people, but I cannot pronounce these words. I cannot pronounce their place names. I'm just really bad at it. And again, I'm reading this live, so bear with me if I fuck it up, okay? The But the story, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, I just couldn't resist. So, a man fights off a sloth bear with a bamboo stick in Odisha. All right. In, <laughs> the first word is a really weird place. Kendra Prada, a 65-year-old man, survived a wild sloth bear attack on Saturday evening after he put up a courageous fight with the animal for a few minutes in a forest near his village in Nalidaba under Kalapan. What the fuck was that? Something just yelled at me. I don't know. <laughs> in Kalipada police station in Jaipur district. A bear attacked Sukadev... Mahakuda of Nalibada when he was returning home from the local hut through Nagata Forest. He was suddenly attacked by the bear from behind. A bear pounced upon him as a result of which he suffered injuries on his back and leg. He fought back with a bamboo stick after which the bear retreated. Sakadev is now undergoing treatment in the community health center at Sakinda. He struggled to recount the horrific experience on Sunday while lying in a hospital bed. I escaped from the bear by hitting it with a bamboo stick, said the man in a feeble voice in hospital. He said after attacking the bear, the animal loosened his grip, enabling him to escape. 
Sukadev has become the talk of the village as he valiantly fought off the bear attack. Bear attacks in villages around Nali Daba, Nali Daba, whatever, and its nearby areas have become routine affairs and the plea of people who have been living in continuous fear to provide them with proper protection from the animals have fallen on deaf ears, says one of the villagers. As the bear is a Schedule 1 animal protected by the Wildlife Protection Act, attacking or killing animals is a punishable offence. There you go. Hopefully that wasn't too fucking painful for you to deal with me mispronouncing those Indian words. I want to learn how to get better, but it, my problem is that I've never seen that fucking combination of letters before and I have no idea how to do it. And they're all so long. I have no idea where to tackle it. Okay, that was our scratch of the day, guys. Three great stories. One of them sent to by a fan, so thank you very much for that. We're moving on, guys, now. This is our killer profile, our beastly biography. I nearly forgot the name. Beastly biography. Go, play the music. Okay, so in our beastly biography today, we are tackling the African buffalo, an animal we have never talked about on this show, um, but an animal I'm quite interested in, a very interesting animal. So the African buffalo is a large sub-Saharan African bovine. It's also known as Sincaris kafa kafa, the Cape buffalo. It's the typical subspecies and the largest one found in eastern and east, south, sorry, southern and east Africa. The adult African buffalo's horn are its characteristic feature. They have fused bases forming a continuous bone shield across the top of its head, referred to as a boss. It is widely regarded as one of the most dangerous animals on the African continent, and according to estimates, it gores, tramples, and kills over 200 people per year. The African buffalo is not an ancestor of domestic cattle and is only distantly related to other large bovine. Its unpredictable temperament may have been a part of the reason that the African buffalo has never been domesticated, unlike its Asian counterpart, the water buffalo. Natural predators of the adult African buffalo include lions, hyenas, and large crocodiles. As a member of the Big Five game, the Cape buffalo is a sought-after trophy in hunting. That's interesting. The Big Five game, I've never heard of that. I wonder what the other animals in the Big Five game would be. So we obviously have the African buffalo. I don't know, what, like, game is for hunting animals. So maybe like antelope. Uh, uh, what's like a, a bok bok? Is that what the South African one's called? No. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, maybe I'll <laughs> look it up for next week. I don't think it means like elephants and rhinos because I don't think those are typically game. They're not game animals because you're not supposed to be hunting them. It doesn't matter. Anyway, let's talk a bit more about the African buffalo. So the population size of the African buffalo is between 569 to 573,000 members across Africa. They live from between 11 to 29 years. Um, their weight, they can weigh between 250 and 1,000 kilograms. So that's a metric ton. Uh, they can, and their length is from uh, 1.7 meters to 3.4 meters as well. So that's a huge animal. They're located in many African countries. And I'm going to read them to you now because I like reading countries. Angola, Benin, Botswana, Burkina Faso, Burundi, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Chad, Congo, the DR Congo, Cote, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, I don't think I'd say pronounce it, Equatorial Guinea, Ethiopia, Gabon, Ghana, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, uh, Kenya, Lib uh, Liberia, Malawi, Mali, Mozambique, 
uh, Nambia, Niger, Nigeria, Rwanda, Senegal, Sierra Leone, Somalia, South Africa, South Sudan, Sudan, Tanzania, Togo, Uganda, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. That must be most of the countries in Africa, surely. Their diet. So the African buffalo have a strictly herbivorous diet. Um, they feed on a wide variety of grasses and leaves and other plants. They're man-eaters status. Okay, so obviously they're not man-eaters. They don't eat people. However, they are probably, you know, in the top 10 most dangerous animals in Africa. Um, and, you know, a lot of herbivorous animals are up there too, like hippos. They, like, they're like they like number one. They don't eat meat. I'm going to put the African buffalo as a high, a moderate to high man-eater status. It's, it's a threat to a human is moderate to high, I would say. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, they trample like 200 people per year. So it can't be any lower than moderate. Here's some fun facts about the African buffalo. The African buffalo is one of the most successful grazers in all of Africa. When feeding, the buffalo makes use of its tongue and wide incisor row to eat grass more quickly than most other African herbivores. The African buffalo are very dependent on water and can consume 35 liters of water at a time in just a few minutes. These massive animals are also excellent swimmers and often cross rivers in search of better grazing. Adult African buffalo bulls often spar in play, dominance interactions, or adult fights. A bull approaches another, lowering with its horns down, and then waits for the other bull to do the same thing. When sparring, the bull twists their horns from side to side. If the sparring is for play, the bull may rub his opponent's face or body during the sparring session. Actual fights are violent, but rare and brief. Carbs may also spar in play, but adult females rarely spar at all. African buffalo are notable for their apparent altruism. This is interesting. Females exhibit some sort of voting behavior. During resting time, the females stand up, shuffle around, and sit back down. They sit in the direction they think they should move. After an hour or more, hour or more of shuffling, the females travel in the direction they've decided. The decision is usually communal and not based on hierarchy or dominance. That's fascinating. I've never heard of that before. African buffalo are known to engage in mobbing behavior when fighting off predators. They have been recorded killing a lion and chasing lions up trees and keeping them there for two hours after the lions have killed a member of the group. There you go. These are really cool animals. Oh, here you go. Um, being one of the five big, big five African game, the African buffalo is known as the Black Death or Widowmaker and is widely regarded as a very dangerous animal. Buffalo are sometimes reported to kill more people in Africa than any animal. Yeah, so there you go. It, that's why it has to be, you know, up there. I, I don't think I could leave this episode and leave this biography without trying to find out what the big five African game animals are. So let's let's see what they are. Big five game. Oh, there's a Wikipedia section about it. So, okay, there you go. I was incorrect. It's, it's more obvious than you would think it, it is. So... In Africa, the big five game animals are the lion, the leopard, the black rhinoceros, the African bush elephant, and the African buffalo. They are examples of charismatic megafauna. Featuring prominently in popular culture, they are among the most famous of Africa's large animals. The term was coined by big game hunters and now refers to the five most difficult animals in Africa to hunt on foot, but is now more widely uh, used by game viewing tourists and safari tour operators. In 1990, and later releases of South African Rand banknotes uh, feature a different of the big five animals on each de denomination. Countries where all... Oh, this is interesting. Countries where all five of the animals are can include Angola, Botswana, Eswatini, Kenya, Malawi, Mozambique, Nambia, Rwanda, South Africa, Tanzania, Uganda, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. 
There you go. Interesting. I was totally wrong. I thought that, yeah. And this is uh, interesting. I was just thinking that what's the conservation status of this, right? So Africa's big five have become major concerns for wildlife conservationists in recent, recent years. The African lion and African leopard are both classified as vulnerable. The African savannah elephant is listed as endangered. The southern white rhinoceros and African buffalo are classified as near-threatened, while the black rhinoceros is classified as critically endangered. So there you go. What does it mean by charismatic megafauna? I'm going to come... Okay. <laughs> I'm just going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Typically, charismatic megafauna, from my very <laughs> cursory look here... It's like a large animal with symbolic value in uh, widespread popular culture, okay? That's basically what it means. We need to get back to the episode. What am I doing? I'm running out of time. Okay, well, that, that'll do it for the beastly biography, guys. Let's move on now to our Man Eater Trivia, the last segment of the day. Um, last week, I asked you a question about a shark. Um, I asked you, which of these activities puts you at the highest risk of being eaten by a shark? A, fishing. B, deep sea diving, C, wading, or D, surfing. And I think when I did the Instagram poll, I got the order wrong, but it doesn't matter. Most of you got it correct. The answer is surfing. I think actually out of, I think, 50 people who voted, 45 of you said surfing. So well done. It seems sharks don't really like the taste of human. Compared to fish and marine mammals, we are very hard-boned and indigestible. However, a surfboard approximates the silhouette of a seal, and seals are a much-loved delicacy to sharks, leading to many attacks on the surfers. Just like we heard from that uh, article before about the guy who got his head bitten off. So yeah, if you answered D, or I guess B, I think it was on Instagram, if you answered surfing, correct, good job. If you answered any other ones, boo, you suck. Okay, let's talk about this week's question. We're still talking about sharks, but this will be the last week we do. Um, this week's question. So let's flip it around. We just talked a lot about sharks eating us. What, how many times do we kill sharks? So to put things in perspective, about five to 10 people are eaten by sharks every year. People, on the other hand, eat how many sharks per year? Okay, A, more than 200 million. B, more than 200,000. C, more than 20 million. Or D, more than 2 million. I'll read that again. How many sharks do you think we eat per year? More than 200 million, more than 200,000, more than 20 million, more than 2 million. And don't be one of those people that says, well, technically, uh, like, everything is bigger than 200,000, so if I just answer that, I'm correct. That's not how we're doing this, and you know it, dipshit. If you would like to vote on that, you can go onto our Instagram and uh, participate in the quiz with all the other man-eater fans, or fan-eaters, as I'm going to start calling them. No, I'm not going to call them that. That doesn't make any sense. That will be our. That is our episode. What just happened to my mouth? That is our episode, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining us. I want to really quickly give a th- uh, shout-out to the people on Patreon um, who have been supporting the show. Lovely people. Very quiet people. Just I, I just love you. I love you lots. If you would like to become one of the people I love more than my own family, honestly, um, you can join at Man Eaters uh, on uh, so patreon.com slash Man Eaters. You can join there. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, thank you for listening to the episodes. Have a great week, guys. I don't have anything else to plug. Do you have anything? Do I have anything else to plug? Hmm. I don't think I do. I've got some shows coming up later, but I'll talk about those when we get closer to them. Nothing for me to plug, I guess. Oh, you know what? I will plug. Um, I, I watched The Last of Us, um, the third episode. Fucking cut me deep, man. That's like the best episode of television I can remember watching. If you're not watching The Last of Us, I I, 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 tr- I wholeheartedly and wholeheartedly uh really think you should do the same. So you should go watch that. That'll be the plug. I'm plugging somebody else's art 
Uh, I love that. So if the producers of The Last of Us could plug my podcast on their show now, um, I would really appreciate that. It's only fair. Uh, Have a fantastic uh, week, guys. I'll see you in a week with part three of Beware the Dog, where we will talk about all the deaths that occurred in 2022, as well as some very sad attacks that have already occurred in 2020. Um, Thank you for your time. My name is James. I don't even think I introduced myself at the beginning of the show. If you stuck around this long, I'm James. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for being here with me. Um, I'll have a have a good time. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so tired, guys. I'm going to go eat a cookie and sleep. Uh, thanks for everything. I love your faces. And remember, please stay safe. Because as we have learned today, it's a jungle out there. I, I, I need a cookie so bad. <laughs> uh.